Xbox has two blunders in a week, Surface Neo is kind of alive, and CES is here, but not so much. Happy Friday, friends! It's 2023. We are. It's it's the new year. New year, same podcast, same me ish. Whatever. It's it's me. It's you. Hopefully, you had a wonderful week. Hopefully, your 2023. I don't get to say that very often, or I guess really ever. Is starting off well, and uh, yeah, which means it's CES time. CES time is a magical land in the world of technology where things get promised. They maybe get delivered and sometimes we get a price. It's a, it's a magical. I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about CES. I haven't been mm, two years, maybe three years. Uh, well, probably three years at this point. Uh, I've been probably 10 times and it's, it's something that if you'd like, if you're listening to this podcast, I would recommend trying to go at least once just to experience the chaos. It's, it's a neat thing, but I feel like it's also sort of a weird thing. And let me explain why. The reason why I don't love CES is a lot of companies will just announce products. Everything in the world gets announced. But we don't get ship dates. We don't get pricing. And things aren't shipping and, and releasing until way later in the year and most of the time. And so it's a lot of promise, but not a lot of delivery, if that makes sense. So uh, let's just kick it off here. There are a couple notable things that I do want to bring up. Uh, the biggest one being uh, the Lenovo Yoga Book 9i, I believe is how you say all that. This thing is the Surface Neo in some other clothing. It's a foldable display. It's got two 13.3-inch OLED displays, to be specific. It's got a keyboard that can sit on the screen. It's got it's a Surface Neo. This is the closest thing we are going to get other than a true Microsoft Surface Neo. This is the Surface Neo, and it, it's supporting a 13th gen Intel i7, which, by the way, Intel announced their 13th gen mobile chips, as expected, as they do just about every single year at this time, and 16 gigs of RAM, but the price, my friends, is not cheap. It's $2,100, $2,100, but realistically, like, what were you expecting? I mean, this is, an, this is a niche device. This is a almost like a hero-class device for Lenovo. It's a neat-looking product, and I kind of want to try to get my hands on it, or at least Play with it in some capacity. I don't know if I want to pay twenty one hundred bucks for it because I still don't think that it will be better than a just a Surface laptop studio that I use every day when I go to work, or this Surface Book Three that is right here in front of me. I mean, just yes, it does have a keyboard, but it sits on top of the display, and I get a little. I'm hoping it has like felt pads or something on on the bottom so it doesn't scratch the display. But it looks super interesting. If you have not seen this thing, don't worry, you can't buy it yet. Uh, that's I believe coming June ish or sometime later this year. But just look up the Lenovo Yoga Book Nine Nine. It, it looks, it's neat. It is a neat device, and it's definitely pushing Windows in a place that Windows hasn't typically gone, and maybe a place that Microsoft wasn't willing to go. I mean, let's put it in that perspective. Was Microsoft scared of launching the Neo, or did they just know it wasn't a market? Either way, hats off to Lenovo for taking that risk and giving us something tangible that we might actually be able to buy uh, later this year. So, uh, also announced, AMD announced their new Ryzen chips. So, there's the 7000 series desktop. I believe there's also mobile CPUs as well. Uh, but the ones I'm most interested in are in the higher end, the 7950X 3D cache, V 3D V cache, as AMD calls it. Now, historically speaking, and by historically, I mean last year, I believe it was, these 3D vCache versions typically do pretty well in gaming. So this might be a new gaming crown thing, although there's the rumors and actually a leaked box image of, I believe it was an Intel 13th gen 
uh, KS chip that was coming out of the box literally at 6 gigahertz, which is insane. Might also be waiting in the wings probably to tie, uh, try to tempt you away from maybe the 7950X3D, if you will. Either way, a uh, great time to be a desktop enthusiast because the you know Intel and AMD going at it head-to-head, and that is great for us. Unless you want to buy a GPU because you could buy the 4070 Ti, which is the 4080 uh that had 12 gigs of RAM instead of 16 gigs. So, you know, a little marketing polish, but it was only a hundred bucks cheaper. And I believe it went on sale yesterday and you can still find them everywhere. The GPU boom is over, my friend. Uh, if you want to pick up probably just about any any current gen GPU, I should say, you're probably not going to have too much trouble unless if you want to pay the 1500 bucks for that 4090, you can. Uh, let's get back to normalizing $500 GPUs that are top tier. Or maybe not even top tier, maybe just mid tier. Like... What, what, like the 4070 should be 499 4070 ti should be 49 4.99. in my humble opinion of course it's easy for me to say it's like make them cheap but then these companies like nvidia are trying to not have their revenue crash because last year and the year before they had crypto miners buying everything and it's like well we got to find a way to make more money so if we raise the price per gpu we don't have to sell as many but then we're still not selling as many anyways either way uh, there you go. Also, interestingly enough, AMD says the Windows 11 performance boost is coming soon to its Ryzen 7000 X3D chipset series. Now, the question becomes, my friend, is the is the performance boost of this thing with this specific version of the AMD CPU, is it limited to just Windows 11 or is it going to be on Windows 10 too? I suspect we might see it on Windows 10. That's just a hunch here because Windows 10 and 11, they're not all that different. So we'll be interesting to see if there truly ever really is just a performance gain only on Windows 11 because the narrative that Windows 11 is faster, better, stronger, uh, I think we can make an argument that probably is more secure, but faster and more efficient, it really the narrative hasn't played out too well. Uh, overall, at least uh, to date since release. Speaking of release, Windows 11 gets its first new build of 2023. And the thing that they've changed is they've added more roundy-ish corners. So when you open the start menu, if you're not using Start 11, which, you know, self-plug, I make that software. Uh, if you're not using Start 11 and you have the default search experience at the top, Microsoft is changing it so that it matches the little pill thing on the taskbar. So remember how Microsoft has gone through many different styles of the search little built-in on the taskbar. Well, now it's going to match what's in the menu. So I don't know why I'm doing this with my fingers, but you know what? One on the taskbar and one on the search menu. And hey, they will match, at least that for now, until Microsoft changes shapes again. But I think at the end of the day, when the version does ship, which might be February is what kind of we're hearing, February, March, then whatever they go for the taskbar, I suspect will show up in the start menu and you'll have some, some cohesity across the UI, which is a good thing. Uh, if you're using Windows 8.1, stop and go to Windows 10 or 11 because the support is ending. I believe it's next week, next week. So keep an eye out for that. Also, something that is pretty significant. So if you haven't played around with chat GPT, which I recommend you do, I think you can do it for free. I've done it, I, it's it's neat. Great use case if you're saying, Brad, I'm not a programmer, I don't need chat thing to program for me. Here's a great thing that I have legitimately used it for. Open up your fridge, find your ingredients, go to chat GPT, type in what ingredients you have, and it will tell you the types of foods that you can make. It's actually pretty helpful. Uh, and you don't have to hear about the 3,000 words about why grandma's favorite war story meal is whatever it's something they serve only on Tuesdays in the month of January. It's it, from that perspective, it's used tossing your ingredients and bam, you get it, you get uh, something you can make. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Either way, the way I, reason I bring this up is according to the information, and this should surprise zero people, concerning that Microsoft has written, I think it's a 
I think it was a billion dollar check, if I remember correctly, to OpenAI. I believe they have the commercial exclusive rights for the some of this technology. Either way, that aside, what they're doing is they're going to be bringing some of this chat technology into Bing. And this makes sense. This is a good thing, in my opinion, at least for Bing, because right now Google owns the search arena. Yes, Bing exists, but Google owns the search arena. Uh, I, I am fired up this morning. I got a great sleep last night. Uh, anyway, so bringing that chat technology, which a lot of people think will be potentially the first genuine serious threat to Google in probably a decade is coming to Bing. Now, it's not going to be, they're just not going to delete Bing and then drop in chat this this technology, but they're going to augment it, which is a good thing because the chat stuff, while it is it is exceptional, it is not perfect. It's not great for shopping and comparison things. And there's, there's definitely scenarios where it is not great. And sometimes you just don't want to have a conversation. You just want search results. So I think Microsoft can find the right balance with this chat technology or the chat GPT, the open AI stuff and Bing. It might make Bing a hell of a lot better. So there you go. There you go. Now, on to the gaming news of the week because Microsoft had two, not one, but two Xbox blunders this week, in my opinion, which we will talk about here in a second. But first, Sony revealed the Leonardo accessible controller for PlayStation 5. Awesome initiative. Microsoft obviously has their accessible controller. Sony following suit. More people play, more people win. That is a great thing. Sony also announced, I believe, uh, this week, 30 million PlayStation units, PlayStation 5, not PlayStation units, PS5 sold. Continuing to sell well, and it's believed that I have to yawn. Excuse me. I finally got that out of the system. I've been fighting that. But it's believed that Sony had uh, has resolved their uh, supply chain issues, and here we are. And so it looks like they had a, a pretty good Q4, which we'll find out here more in the near future uh, when they report earnings. Now, two of the blunders from Xbox this week. The first blunder. Microsoft announced a new Xbox Series X bundle this week that includes Forza Horizon 5 and some extras like the Hot Wheels DLC. There's a welcome pack. So you've got the Xbox Series X, which is now a couple years old. And you've got Forza Horizon 5, which is not a new kid on the block. Now, the Hot Wheels DLC is newer. Um, it was five fifty nine. I don't. I I was oof, I was expecting it to be four ninety nine. Why? If you actually go back and watch my Xbox video, um, I actually did a thing, whatever that I said. Hey, we're gonna see more of these bundles coming. I didn't think it'd be this soon, but here we are. It was quite literally just a few days later. I was expecting it later in the month. Um, either way, five fifty nine for this bundle. I don't think it's a great deal. I, that's just me personally. Uh, yes, it's not. It's not Game Pass related, and you do own the title after you after you buy the console, but you're getting the console, which is not new. Uh, you're getting Horizon Horizon 5, which is not new, and you're getting DLC for an extra 60 bucks. It was maybe I don't know if Microsoft is having if the Series X really just isn't making money and they're thinking that maybe this will help do their margin. I don't know. It just it doesn't feel like a great value. That is that is my personal opinion. Now, the Second thing that Microsoft whoops the daisy this week, and this one's a little bit more, <laughs> this one's a little bit more hilarious and terrible. Uh, so Microsoft made a statement in their filings about Activision Blizzard, and they are retracting some of these statements. Microsoft said that is retracting a statement that, <laughs> I, I, this is hilarious. Uh, Microsoft said that it made a mistake when it's filing last month that the FTC's very structure in the court hearing that Activision antitrust route violates the Constitution. 
Okay, so what did I just say? So Microsoft in their court filing wrote down with bullet points, like not, this isn't something that was like a line, like this is bullet points that the court case that they are, they are currently arguing in front of the FTC violates the constitution in the United States because of the court that it is in front of. That friends, that is not how you win friends and influence people. If you're familiar with that book, it's a great business book. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're trying to delegitimize the court that they're arguing in front of. And they've come out and said, okay, we didn't actually mean to put that in there yet. Activision also put it in there and whoops. Now it's not, it is as bad as it sounds when you're looking at the, the, the people who are going to rule on this and be like, we don't think you're legitimate and you violate the constitution. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty bold statement if I'm being honest. But there is some precedence here is that there was actually a Supreme Court case in late to, late last year, I believe it was late last year, uh, to determine whether or not the administrative court that Microsoft is actually arguing in front of is valid and legal. And so what the lawyers are doing is they were tackling on that support Supreme Court case saying like, we actually agree with the arguments in the Supreme Court that this court isn't valid and legal, um, but you know, maybe not do that while you're trying to argue in front of that same court. Just, you know, just some, so anyways, Microsoft redacted that statement and they now say this is a valid in place and they apologize for that. So you got this weird bundle thing. You've got Microsoft saying a court isn't valid or constitutional. Yikes. Uh, also speaking of in the gaming side, uh, Microsoft, Microsoft Zenimax employees have formed a, a labor union and Microsoft is recognizing that in the US. So that's a big deal for those employees. And also the UK CMA announced it is delaying its final decision over the Activision Blizzard merger uh, by two months to April 26th. They cite the, the reasoning for this is that they say, look, it's pretty big deal. There's a lot going on. And um, yeah, so whatever, we got to wait longer for the UK to figure it out. And uh, that is that. So as we do every single week, my friends, and we're going to continue this trend into 2023, uh, we do questions on Fridays. And so I drop questions on and tweet them out. So if you have any questions, you can follow me on the Twitters or the Mastodons or the, I don't do it on Instagram. Uh, I'm on post, whatever. BD Sam's is the usual name I try to slag or tag on everything. Slag. That's an old, that's an old term. There we go. Uh, Greg says, uh, why doesn't Xbox bring up Minecraft when taught, when they keep talking about Call of Duty on PlayStation? It seems like an obvious way to make their point. Last time I checked, it's on all platforms and it was when Microsoft bought it. They do bring up Minecraft actually. It's just, the problem is, is that Sony doesn't care about Minecraft. They only care about Call of Duty. So that's why it keeps coming up. But Microsoft is a good steward of, micro of Minecraft and has kept it on every single platform. Uh, Sydney2k come in says, uh, your favorite gadgets from this year at CES. So the Lenovo Yoga is one of them, that that 9i, the, the service Neo thing. The other one is the controller from Asus, the Rikiri and the Rikiri Pro. Now this is the controller that has an OLED display. And I have another video on the YouTube channel um, the, it has an OLED display on it. Now, granted, I think this is a Xbox controller that's more for the PC because you can use it on your Series S and X console, but you got to wire it in like a peasant. On your PC, you can use wireless technology such as Bluetooth or this RF uh, frequency that they're also including. Um, but if honestly, if you're using it on your PC, be the peasant because Bluetooth isn't a great way to do uh, controllers like that. There's going to be more latency than you need. And if you're playing on a PC, it probably matters about latency. And so use the wired. And uh, those are probably my two favorite things that have come out. At least things, I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff. I mean, HP has some
some good PCs, the, the mobile uh, chips from both AMD, uh, the AMD desktop CPU is also super interesting, 4070 Ti, not interesting, and then there's a bunch of junk that comes out per usual, but uh, the, the Rikiri and the Lenovo device, there's things that I genuinely find interesting. And Mauro Bear, wrapping it up for the first questions of the week for the year. He says, the new Xbox PC controller, oh, here he goes, uh, by Asus with the screen seems pretty fire, as the kids would say. Coupled with a Microsoft patent for a screen-equipped controller, I am thinking this may be some sort of third-party test run for such a device. Thoughts on this notion? So here's, and he hits on an interesting point. Microsoft as last month in December got a patent for an Xbox controller with an with a display. I don't think it's an OLED, but it was a display on the controller. And then here comes Asus out the door several weeks later with a controller with a display on it. I really think that Microsoft probably developed this thing hand in hand, or if not mostly with Asus. And they're like, look, we'll fund some of the development on this, but we're going to take the patent. And Asus is like, okay, well, you can just be the ODM and then maybe we rebrand it and sell it. Although there is some RGB on there, which isn't typical Microsoft. And so uh, I, I think it's interesting. I think Microsoft might be exploring something like this. Clearly they think there's a uh, logic to this. I still think that an, a display on an Xbox controller would be great for a device that connects directly to Wi-Fi and then is used for cloud gaming directly, right? It solves partially that latency issue when you're, especially if you think about playing on a TV, you could use that screen to set up everything, the controller and everything else. And uh, I think I think it's an interesting device. We'll see. The big question, too, which this is the bane of all CES, we don't know how much that Rikiri Pro is going to cost. I can't imagine it's super cheap. It's got an OLED display on it. Controllers are typically 50-ish bucks, somewhere around there. I know you can find them cheaper and find some of more with colors and whatever else. But then you look at, like, the Elite controller. The core is, what, 129 and then the, the full Elite Series 2 is like 169 to 179 somewhere around there. So you take those price points, and then you slap an OLED display in there. I mean, the controller's got to be like 149 maybe 139 if we're lucky, something like that. That's not cheap. It's not cheap for a third-party controller that can't wirelessly connect to your console. So uh, we'll see. The pricing will make or break the device, in my opinion. And so there you go. And there you go, my friends. That wraps it up for this week. That, uh, you know, is a shorter week. Obviously, we had the holiday on Monday here, the New Year CES kind of floating around, Microsoft doing some stuff. And we're, 2023 is now officially burning and ticking away. So make sure to keep it subscribed here because the only BS on this podcast is me.